Hello and welcome to the New Sports Roundtable. I am your host, Eli McCowan. I am joined today by the wonderful Jared Ramsey, Sean Ryder, and Sam Scholar to break down March Madness. The most wonderful time of the year is here. Scoot over Santa Claus. Sister Jean's coming to town. It's just, it is the best time of the year. Cannot be more excited. How are you guys feeling? feeling I'm feeling fantastic. I'm ready for the games to start. Thursday can't come soon enough. Yeah, I'm a little tired. The thoughts aren't like flowing, but I'm ready. Yeah, like Jared, I'm a little tired too, but very fired up for Thursday, very fired up for Friday, and I'm ready to rip it. I'm ready to make some money. I'm ready to watch some games, and let's have a good time. Yeah, Ryder just woke up from a nap. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, I'm not. I'm tired, I guess, but not as tired as him. And I'm fired up. You guys said it well. Best time of the year. I just annihilated a Peyton Thornburger, so I'm <laughs> in the Michigan State spirit right now. So, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into this. And we're going to start with Michigan State's region out west. So just a quick highlight of the region before we dive in here. Gonzaga, the overall number one seed of the tournament. They lead this bracket as the one seed. Duke there at two. Texas Tech at three. Arkansas at four. And you kind of wrap out. Wrap, Round out your top five there. Jared, I'll, I'll swing it to you first. What's some things you're looking forward to in the West region? Michigan State versus Davidson will be a fun game. Duke, Coach K's final ride. That's that's obviously something to look forward to. I I I it's I think it's overall like the top five seeds. I don't wouldn't say it's the best region, but I think it can be one of the most fun. I do like some of the underdogs in this region. I like New Mexico State over UConn, I wouldn't necessarily take their money line, but I do like them plus seven. Rutgers over Bama. I mean, Rutgers over Notre Dame, then Rutgers over Bama. Steve Peichel's taking this team to the final four. But yeah, that's kind of my initial thoughts. What are you guys thinking? I think, uh, I mean, Rutgers, Alabama is obviously a very intriguing game to me because all of us here who follow the Big Ten started closely just know how thrilling Rutgers basketball can be, even if they're away from Jersey Mike's Arena or the Rack, whatever you want to call it. You truly can never be Jersey Mike's first. Yeah, and I and I think that a lot of people are sort of picking Rutgers to upset Alabama, and I'm kind of on that that same boat just because of the inconsistencies of Alabama. But I, I really do like Arkansas in this region. I was a little disappointed to see them be put in the same region as Gonzaga because I'm really high on them in this tournament time. Yeah, I'm really excited to see Rutgers as well, but. I think we are kind of overlooking UConn. I'm really excited to see this particular UConn team in the tournament. I love Sonogo. I think they finally got a couple of the, like, the monkeys off their back that they've kind of had over the past couple of years. Um, by the this, this season that they've had in the Big East, they got that one spellbinding win over Villanova at Gamble, I believe. And that I think they're just really primed. I think they're fired up and ready to do good things, like RJ Cole a lot too. I'm also curious to see what Memphis does. You know, they lost Imani Bates, but, you know, like somehow just kind of got better, which is a little surprising. Their defense really ramped up over the last two months. I think they beat Boise State. And I know Gonzaga is kind of the juggernaut of the region, but I would not be completely, totally shocked if they gave Gonzaga at least a good half and maybe even a good full game. Question for you, Ryder. Do you like UConn to win by seven or more against New Mexico State? I would take New Mexico State for his staff and then UConn game. I like it. So I think my biggest takeaway, obviously, you know, what you said, Michigan State Davidson is going to be a fun one. 
for many reasons. And then obviously a potential Izzo coach K reunion second round is also just so enticing for so many reasons. But I think the team here that I'm looking at, Gonzaga is the one I have coming out of this region, but I think Texas Tech can absolutely win this region. Just They're the same team they've been for the last few years. You know, They're gritty, the great defensive team. Really like what they've been able to do in a really tough Big 12, so I would not be surprised to see them advance out of here at all. But I am going to take Gonzaga to move out of here. thing to look out for for me a little bit here, again, is New Mexico State-UConn. That's probably my favorite matchup of the first round here, but... I think UConn gets out of there. What do you like on the spread? Seven. I I like New Mexico State to cover that. I do. Let's move on to the East region where Baylor is your number one seed here, rounded out with Kentucky as the two seed, Purdue at the three, and UCLA at the four, and St. Mary's at the five. Jared, we'll come back to you. Thoughts on the East? I think the East is stacked. Baylor as the one, Kentucky as the two. It, I mean, I think those two teams are both are like top five in terms of championship potential. I know that's not that crazy to say, but I like those two teams, I think will really be able to do a lot of damage if the right thing. I like North Carolina Marquette. That's going to be a really fun game. I like Marquette plus two and a half. I like Akron. I think, I think Akron can beat UCLA. I really do. I know a lot of people think UCLA is a team from last year, but they haven't really shown it. Defense isn't what it was in the tournament last year. And then Vatek. Everyone has to love Vatek after after their run in the ACC tournament. I'm take I'm riding Vatek all the way to the Elite Eight. I don't think I've got them going that far as the Elite Eight. I, I believe I have them in the Sweet Sixteen, but I I am drinking the Kool Aid on UCLA. Unlike it sounds like you are. I know they're obviously a different team that wreaked havoc on the entire country last year with that run. But, you know, my, my good buddy from home, he's a college basketball just geek, just absolutely knows everything about college basketball. He's got a model. He's got everything that you could. If you're, you ask him a question, he knows it. And he, he did this big research about, you know, teams who tend to make it far and who, you know, could even win the championship. And pretty much his biggest takeaway is they have to be a top three or four seed top six in Kempom, top 20 Kempom offense, and top 37 Kempom defense. And UCLA checks all of those boxes, except they're just barely outside the top six in Kempom, and they're a four seed. And so I, I have UCLA over Baylor that then fall in, in the Elite Eight to Kentucky. I need, I need this guy's metrics. I need to see it. It it's, goes back the last 19 tournaments. I, I respect the research. The average Ken, the average Ken Palm ranking of the last and then of the champion of the last 19 tournaments is 4.71. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, in response to Jared, like, you know, like, OK, well, maybe we need to relax on like some of the UCLA slander. They are still really, really talented. They still have oh, yeah. like, no two NBA guys. It's just they had the weight of kind of insane expectations after that run they had this last season. But then Sam just stepped in and just lit it up there. So, yeah, I still like UCLA. I still think UCLA is going to make some noise. I love Tiger Campbell. I love Johnny Juicing. I love Hanya Because, I mean, those are the guys. Mick Cronin, come on. Like, more consistent than a few good men on a rainy Sunday. That is that. So, I do love UCLA. That being said, for our gambling guide, I was assigned the East. And I saw the first thing I saw was, like, Kentucky. And I was like, okay. I have money on Kentucky already to win the national title, plus 800 or plus 850, I don't remember. And so that's 
that's good as is. I still think Kentucky will come out. I think it's just going to be a complete and utter mess in between, honestly. As Jared mentioned, I think Marquette can put together a pretty nice run. I mean, I absolutely kind of hate that Murray State and San Fran is a first-round game because it's going to knock out. I mean, I think everybody on this pod has mentioned before that we like San Fran a lot, but Murray State's also just having one of those kind of incredible dream seasons that you don't get to see a whole lot. And I'm kind of disappointed that either way, one of those is going to end in the very first weekend. That being said, I do like San Fran over Murray State in the first round. I think Purdue does handle Yale pretty handily in the first round as well. Beyond that, I, I think I might be fading Purdue from here on out, honestly. Um, I think there's a lot of bad matchups in the East for them regardless. And yes, I know the offense is incredible, but they've really shown. They've really kind of hunkered down to earth after kind of, you know, being what they were in the regular season. Do you want to respond? I have Akron in the Sweet 16. I'm just a believer in Akron. It's not necessarily UCLA slander. You're a Mac guy. Like You're, you're a Mac yeah, guy I mean, at heart. It's hard not to choose the MAC champion to go to the Sweet 16. That's a fraudulent MAC champion. Fraudulent. That's true. But... We, we remember the suspensions, Jared. We remember that. All right? That, was, that, that wasn't cool. We didn't like that. It was played under protest, but, I mean, you got to respect the team that came out and won. And they have a dude named Ali Ali. So, like. I'm also not sold on Vatek, like, at all. Like, I, I get it. Like, they're hot. But, like. I mean, like, what, what does Vatek even do particularly well? Why should I put money on Vatek? They play, they play good defense, according to Ken Palm, and they've been shooting well of late. I'm, I, I like you got to ride one, one hot like team in. I have to say, the Murray State-San Francisco thing broke my heart for so many reasons, and I keep going back and forth on it. At this moment, I'm on San Fran as well. I feel like we, the Kentucky right now, my biggest thing is they got to figure out how to shoot the ball again. <laughs> Like, and they've been struggling to shoot the ball as of late. And so we got to see that improve. But I do like them to get to the final four. I'm not really huge on any of the other teams in this list. The 7-10 matchup, I think I think Murray State and San Francisco both would be any of the 7-10 teams across the bracket. Like, I, but and it sucks that they have to play at the rest of them. But I, I really... Yeah. Yeah, I, I really just – I think Kentucky is just the most complete team in this bracket. I think they're going to get there. But I, to for me to make, make them a national title winner, they got to be able to – they really got to be able to get the, their shot going again. But we'll see. I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Not to linger on the East too long, but we I don't think we really mentioned Wyoming, Indiana. I'm Indiana all the way. Dang. And I think Indiana could give St. Mary's a game. I think that defense that we saw in Indianapolis was – pretty awesome they played pretty reinvigorated jared and i talked about it a bunch when we were down there but xavier johnson trace jackson davis we kind of ate a lot of crow by what they did over their time in indianapolis so Definitely. i'm looking for shout out patrick feltz wyoming doesn't exist nobody's ever been there nobody can tell me that they're from there they're it's you know so until someone can show me actual evidence that wyoming exists i will not believe it the lines Jerry minus Buster, four huh? <laughs> The line is minus four Indiana, and I am going to be placing multiple units on it. Ooh, multi-unit play? Not necessarily (laughs) a nuke because it's Indiana basketball, but I like Indiana basketball in that matchup. (laughs) You're a brave man. Brave man. (laughs) 
Let's move on to the South where we have Arizona leading this one up. Villanova at the two, Tennessee at the three, Illinois at the four. Houston going to round out the top five seeds. Switch it up this time, Ryder. Let's let you begin with the South. I got one word for you in the South. Illinois. I love Illinois here. I think they're primed for a run. I think they're primed for a run in the final four. And no, no, no. I see you shaking your head. I see you with finger wagon, naysaying. I've been on the Illinois train for a long time now. I think they are the best team in the Big Ten. I think they're, they got veterans. They got Kofi in the middle, which is obviously a huge burden to deal with. Yeah, everybody wants to focus on Curbelo. Oh, sometimes he makes boneheaded plays, but sometimes he makes plays that will blow your friggin' mind. And I love that, March. I'm excited for that. So I, I like Illinois to come out of the region. I do like Nova as well. I've talked about both those teams. And Arizona, I'm what so Kurt Kreisa, he's still got that ankle injury. I don't know that photo he posted like the other night. Was that confirmed real? I, I have no idea. Okay. So, yeah, for those not in the know, Kirk Kreese, kind of the dynamo for Arizona this year, uh, he suffered an ankle injury and he posted a very decently graphic ankle injury photo on, um, like, Twitter or whatever. And I imagine that was a little bit of a PR nightmare for whatever Arizona's SID is. But Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but obviously Arizona's the one seed. I think they're, they're running the Sweet 16 no matter what. But I do love, excuse me, I do love Illinois to make it. This is a region that has a certain team that has garnered a lot of discussion among the sports desk. And Longwood, I, I, would, I would like to hear the arguments for Longwood. As I was just about to. <laughs> Sam, would you like to take the floor and talk about Longwood? I was just about to mention the Longwood Lancers, who we were looking it up earlier today in the newsroom. And where was it? Farm, Farmville? They play in Farmville. Yeah, they're from Farmville, Virginia. And Longwood was attended by a certain Jason Mraz. Yes, Eli. When you look up Longwood University, the first photo that comes up is legitimately a black and white photo. I want people to listen to this and think about that for a moment. Throw out the 26 and 6 record. Think about that. <laughs> Before you place money on this team. For me, that, that makes me want to place even more money on the team because in my mind, it's a town of, wait, wait, wait I just forgot the number. It was like 9,000 people. Oh, this was actually 10, 2010, but somewhere around there, small town. They're going to rally the troops. No one's heard of the Longwood Lancers. This reminds me a little bit of Oral Roberts last year of a team that not many people know about, not many people oh. are given any credit to. Oh. But the Longwood Lancers are going to be the surprise of the NCAA tournament and knock off Tennessee, who is getting a lot of hype for what, they, you know, what they've been doing recently, which, sure, I can't argue with it. But I think that Long, <laughs> the Longwood Lancers will be the, the surprising team of the tournament. I don't, I've never watched a Longwood Lancers game. I've never heard of the Longwood Lancers until about a week ago. But I've got faith. All right, so I, I, I so wildly disagree because, one, it's like Longwood Oral Roberts is not a good cop whatsoever. Like, Oral Roberts was an actual dude that is, like, studied and there are books written about him. That's a whole big Fine, thing. Yeah. Like, that universe was made in his image. I, I am still him. blown away by, like, the University of Oral Roberts and their student handbook and some of the, like, the there is some. It's a messed up place. 
It is a nice very not very good place. I'll just be honest. There's some pretty, not some great things in there, but that that's besides the point. <laughs> yeah, and I and like also like we're talking like well you know like you know they're a they're a small hardworking farm community in Virginia or whatnot. You know like 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 I mean like yeah I'm from a rural town, but like you talk about this like this doesn't make me think like wow they're primed for a run. This makes me think that they're like you know like actually practice in the gyms with like what was it. What was James Naismith? What was the first basketball? Like a pig's Peach bladder basket. or something? Yeah, like that's what like makes me think about that instead. Like, I'm not sold at all. Also, the, to the Ken Palm point, since you were pumping Ken Palm in the last <laughs> region, Tennessee is seven in Ken Palm and Longwood is 133. Ken Palm isn't 100% accurate. <laughs> hey, it's been wrong. It was wrong about Iowa. It's been wrong before. If Ken Palmer were 100% accurate, there would have been a perfect bracket by now. True. At the end you know of the day, I think this is a disclaimer for all of each, of, all four of us here is that no, none of us really know what we're talking about. This is all just, <laughs> right? This is all just, it's all just luck at the end of the day in terms of filling out a bracket. Listen, Sam, I am here to tell you all off with this bracket right now, okay? This region, I cannot, I've not heard more wrong opinions about it from each of you. Let's start, let's start with the chat. Let's start with the Illinois tape. Oh, come on, Eli. They had one good game and everybody lost their marbles, dude. Nobody, Mox, come on. The How many Mox, Chattanooga games have you watched? How many Chattanooga games have you watched? I watched three of them. Three How many, okay. How many Illinois games do you think I've watched? Listen, the mocks can match up one through five with the fighting Illini. They got the size. They've got the size. They've got the ability. They've got great guards, great story. Do they have a Coleman Hawkins? Do they have a Coleman Hawkins? Do, does they Illinois have David Jean Baptist? I don't think so. They don't have a Malachi Smith, and they don't have the stool king, Silvio D'Souza, <laughs> on their roster. And that, this, that is that is a game changer. I did not <laughs> remember that. I did not remember that the Stool King uh, intimidation. Be careful in this game. They have a guy who can, who can guard Kofi Coburn and take him out of the game with Sylvia D'Souza. They have two okay, I, I don't, I don't guards. David Jean Baptist. This is a man who was in the transfer portal in December and came in and sent the mocks dancing with, and if he leaves, he's gone. This team has the storylines. They have the size and they have the dynamic guards to be able to make a run. I like them to not only beat Illinois, but I like them to beat the winner of Houston and UAB to, to eventually fall to Arizona. But Chattanooga is making a run to the sweet 16. You can book it right now. It's free money. Go, go run. I, 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 it is so not free money to our listeners back home. Absolutely <laughs> not. First off, like the way you beat Illinois, usually if you don't like just take Kofi out of the game, you just let Kofi do what he wants. You try and take Frazier out of the game. If you can't. Try and take Carbello out of the game. If you can't try and take the shooters out of the game. Like, no, like you don't, you don't beat them that way. I just, I, I just don't see it. I like, maybe it's because I, I'm not in, particularly thrown by a lot of the mid-majors in this region particularly, although I do love a lot of the big names and whatnot, but I don't know. Listen, the mocks are, they're taking them. I like them just to match up throughout. I think that they got them. This is the second thing I want to bring up, though. 
Talking about Longwood this, Longwood that, I really could care less when Tennessee is going to win the damn national championship. Oh, come on. And this, 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 and hey, Sam, I'm going to throw this right back at you. With your criteria, your buddy's criteria here, they beat them all, except they are not in the top six of Kempom. They are only seventh. They are just outside of that low range. This team is was a great defensive team all year long. They're finally figuring out the offense. This team's legit. I love them to walk to the Elite Eight. I like them to walk there before they finally get challenged by Arizona. We'll figure out their point guard situation. That's the first time they're going to get challenged. I think they walk through that region. I think they get to the national championship, take down Gonzaga. But Tennessee's going to win this whole thing. Long with this, long with that. I don't really care. Go Vols. Rocky Top. See, this, this is, this, or sorry, go ahead, Sam. This is why I, I like Villanova out of this region because they do – meet each and every criteria except for being 11 in Ken Palm. But Arizona does meet every criteria, which is why I have them as my actually my eventual champion. But I think we need to address the elephant in the room of this region, and that's yes. Michigan, Colorado State. I want to hear what you guys have to think about it. What the hell? That's, that's <laughs> like the first thought that comes to mind. Is like, was, everybody, um, was everybody a believer, non-Michigan State, bias, just, you know, obviously strict tournament criteria. Did everybody think that Michigan should have been in the tournament? I think they should have been in the tournament like 100%. I think the win over Purdue back in mid-February iced that for them as long as they didn't, like, lose out. And they've alternated wins and losses since that since that moment. And that kind of – I know you've talked about it, Ryder, leaning towards Michigan just because they lost their last game and just, like, that trend is pretty strong, but I don't know. I think they definitely deserve to be in. I think the matchup was definitely favorable getting a mid-major. We'll I see. personally would have flipped Michigan and Indiana, but I definitely thought Michigan should be in. I think when Indiana takes them head-to-head and then also just has gen- – I think Michigan's resume, like in terms of Lynette and some of those things are a little bit better. Ken Palm likes some things like that, but I think Indiana just showed that like they're a team that's hot in March, and I think they've, they've won – I mean, how many games have they won? 21, 22? I mean, that, I, I, it's not all about the number of wins you got, but I, I think Indiana just should kind of show that they're just a little bit better. They're just a pretty damn good team right now. And I thought them maybe being in the play-in game and after they made it to as far as they did was sucked. But, I mean, it is what it is. But I definitely thought Michigan should be in. I think they beat Colorado State in the opening game of the NCAA tournament. I have to disagree with you. I like Colorado State. They play very fundamentally sound ball. I've watched a few games late night. Like, they play good defense. They're well-coached. David Roddy is a future NBA player off the roster. I, 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 think, I think they'll be able to beat Michigan, buck the trend, give Michigan two straight losses for the first time since, like, January. But we'll see. And then I'm, another game I like in the region. Sorry. Before, it's just before, no, before we go there, I want to make one comment, and that's the Mountain West Conference is fraudulent this year. <laughs> I think that they lose almost all of their first-round games. How many teams are in from the Mountain West? Like three? I think they're all out in the first round. Okay. We'll, we'll check back in on that on Monday for sure. And I, I, before we leave the, uh, the topic of Michigan real quick, like, yes, Jared and I have talked about, you know, like, you know, Michigan's been on the win-loss, 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 win-loss kind of rhythm. And it's been very difficult for them to string either a win or a loss together, really. I do think, I'm with you, I do think they beat Colorado State, not because I think the Mountain West is overrated or the Rams are all that particularly bad of a team. I just think Michigan does it. I think they're fired up regardless. 
I do, I do legitimately believe Michigan can beat Tennessee or at least give them one hell of a game. I know it's maybe unlikely or whatever, but I, I really do think they do. And I think they match up decently well. I could also be like insanely wrong because they're just on that rhythm, but I don't know. That's something to look forward to in my opinion. Yeah, I, think I, Colorado, to... I think Colorado State matches up very well with long. So I've got Colorado State. Along <laughs> 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 with man. <laughs> it's land game day very soon. If Longwood makes if Longwood beats Tennessee, like we, we need like a personal wager set up. Like it, this we need something on this. <laughs> Sam, I'll buy I'll listen. Uh, I if Longwood beats Tennessee. <sighs> I'll buy uh, you I, I will buy a six pack of your choice. How about that, Sam? All right. Deal. I, you, you can... <laughs> Deal. All right. Let's ride, man. Uh, you got to believe. All right. I'm in. Uh, but I Jared, think... do you want to add on one more thing? Oh, I was just going to say that TCU Seton Hall is going to be a fist fight and going to be a really fun game. And I think it's a race to, like, 60 points. Whoever gets the 60 wins, I, I think TCU gets it, though. I don't know. I, it's just a really sneaky 8-9 matchup, and then whoever wins will get obliterated by Arizona, most likely. All right. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a really good region. This is a really fun region. Oh, we didn't even mention Loyola Chicago. There's a 10 seed going up against Ohio State, the 7 seed. Ohio State kind of floundered. They have issues of their own, but they also had injuries that kind of set them back for the entire year. Um, they do also have the Brunkyard Dog, top five most electric player in all of college basketball. I saw the Brunk show live in person a couple weeks ago. Something I'll never forget. And then Loyola, hey, they're, they're back. Like, they're good again. Like, they have all the pieces. I haven't watched a bunch of them this year, but. I wrote my Cinderella piece about them, about mid-major school. Just again, Loyola just plays beautiful basketball. They're like, I compared lo- watching Loyola Chicago basketball to eating a nice thing of melting moments. Like when you watch them, they're just like, it's just enjoyable. And it's, you can't Lucas beat it. Williamson versus Malachi Branham, amazing matchup, like one-on-one matchup. Like that's, that's 50, could be a 50 points between the two going head to head. I'm loyal is definitely a team to me that could make the sweet 16. Don't think they get by Tennessee or in Sam's case, Longwood. <laughs> think they get by Nova though? You think they do? I, I have Nova over Loyola Chicago, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. I would be extremely surprised. I would, I would be, too. I have Nova in the national championship. Pretty, yeah, Nova. I mean, I, I, again, I love Illinois out of this region too, but like Nova is also decently close, but I also knew I would spark a little bit of the fire with this. Illinois, the, so. One, two, and three, it really sucked for me having these three teams in the same region, honestly, because these were three teams I easily could have had in the final four in any other scenario. Yeah, it's a stacked region. Yeah. All right, we need to wrap up with Kansas here. Kansas' side with the Midwest. Kansas leads this one at one. We've got Auburn at two, Wisconsin at three, Providence at four, Iowa rounding out at five, the blazing hot Iowa Hawkeyes. I think they're three. And I'm just going to – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this one off. This is my least favorite region. I, I 
both the three, four, and six are three teams that I think could are I actually have them. I have Wisconsin taking down or sorry, I have Colgate taking down Wisconsin. I also have South Dakota State taking down Providence, and I have Iowa State taking down LSU as well. I I there is a lot of teams in here that I do not feel great about. Wisconsin, I think, can can make the sweet 16. And I think they get past Colgate, they easily skate there. But the fact that one of LSU, Iowa State, Wisconsin, or Colgate by default have to be in the sweet 16 is kind of disgusting to me. <laughs> quite frankly. Was it huge on Auburn going into this tournament? Um, I do like them a lot. I think they have a lot of talent. They're a great defensive team. Love Bruce Pearl, but in uh, Jabari Smith is Jabari Smith. I hope he's a future Oklahoma city player, but I wasn't huge on them in this, but I think they walk to the elite eight, like unscathed. I think they have the easy, the easiest path to the elite eight of any team in in this bracket in the entire in the entire bracket i think they had the easiest route to to the elite eight but i like iowa to come out of this region i just think they're playing well at the right time this is a team that when we last talked about this on the pod we were all just crapping on not that long ago and this was all three of us riders especially but I, i you know we all i think we all share some blame in that but Keegan Murray is a star. He's going to be a top 10 pick. And all of a sudden, this team has figured out how to play defense for the first time in forever. And they've got some shooters, man. So I like Iowa to come out of this bracket. But. Yeah, I would like to address, you know, Eli, you were being, you were being very polite um, saying that we all played a role in this. But really, we know that there was one person on that January evening who hopped on the Zoom and said, man, I think Iowa stinks. It was me, it was Sean Daniel Ryder. <laughs> Yeah, I would like to. I did it in Indianapolis a little bit. I've been atoning. Um, I saw Iowa in person. I saw the last second win over uh, Indiana. It was been a ridiculous, awesome scene. I would like to apologize to the state of Iowa, Keegan Murray, Jordan Bohannon, Chris Murray, even Fran. I, I really would. I think, I think they're primed. I think they're hot. They're playing really well. They got an awesome team. It just works so much. I wasn't high on them last year either in the tournament. Because it like I didn't love Garza, but it just worked so much better with Keegan Murray. Yeah, at that point in January, they hadn't really played anybody. They had played an extremely weak non-conference. They were like basically 500 in the Big Ten, and I said they sucked, and I thought they were going to fall off. I was wrong. They really put together. So credit to them. Yes, Iowa. Seeing Iowa in person really changed my tune on them. Like Keegan Murray is one of the best players I've ever seen in my life. Like the things he can do, just the effortless scoring is insane. Um, I have him in the Elite Eight. I have him losing to Auburn. I think Auburn's size can really give him some issues. I would like to address the 6-11 matchup in this region. LSU does not have a head coach. Will Wade was fired for breaking every single rule imaginable. Iowa State is also very mid, close to being mediocre. I'm not really sure how they were in the plan. but I physically cannot think of a worse tournament matchup. <laughs> Like, in my, like, I can't think back to, like, a matchup that I could care less about. It's it's such a bad game. You have to take Iowa State, I feel like, plus two and a half. LSU oh, does not have a head coach. I can't say it enough. But wait, Iowa wait. State's horrible. So, like. Okay, let, let, let's think about this. Let's, you know, like, we all, like, everybody knows the tropes. Like, you know, like, the dead mascot game, right? If the mascot dies, you got to take that team or whatever. Like, 
do we have the fired coach immediately right before the NCAA tournament trend? Like, who was the Michigan coach that got canned by Bo and they went on to like the Final Four or whatever? Like, was that Fisher? Does he want to be? It was Fisher. Um, I think this LSU team is going to be apathetic and want to move on from this whole season. And then all of a sudden, they're off the payroll. They're not motivated anymore. (laughs) But yeah, because then the flip side wasn't it 2017? Like, right before the tournament too he didn't get fired but sean miller did yeah he got suspended and then i think he came back for the tournament can we just talk about how ridiculous it is that this man was on fbi wiretap and i'm i'm quoting him here i made a strong ass offer talking (laughs) to christian dawkins talking about javante smart and saying he was going to be a two three-year player and i gave him this huge ass offer and we just let him coach for another three years. It was a strong-ass offer. He, he wasn't lying. He was but, two years too late. But, like, I, but also, it's like, yeah, like, on the note of Arizona, like, I remember being like, oh, my God, this is a good Arizona team. Like, like you know, like, it's one last ride for Sean Miller. Like, boys are going to go out, fire it up. I remember picking my bracket, and they lost to Buffalo in the first round. I think it was, like, a 12-seat Buffalo. So, yeah. I don't know. I – I, don't, I just have a hard time putting money on Iowa State. I mean, when I've seen them, they had a good start, but they faltered hard down the stretch, and I've not been that impressed by them. So the I think I'm going to still bad. leave LSU. The offense is bad. The defense is good. I just don't I don't trust LSU's institution as a whole right now, and so I'm going to fade it. Yeah, their entire institution's kind of – under under some big changes, I guess, too, with Edo uh, no longer there. I am wondering if Brian Kelly's still Brad. He brought his family down to <laughs> Yes. I am wondering these days. You got to wonder. Uh, yeah, but th- this region to me is also just – it's just tough. I There's no team that I really love or was an easy pick for me to put into the Final Four. I literally just flipped – from Kansas to Auburn, like right before we jumped on this podcast. Cause I'm, and I'm probably going to be like switching it up until the brackets lock. I do like South Dakota state over Providence just because I do like the Jack rabbits. One of my yes, guys high school with is one of the, is a quarterback there. So I, hell yeah. I ride with the Jack rabbits. They, and this is the South country. Dakota state team that has not lost in the year 2022. Yep, and most of their 15th. last loss came in the beginning of December. December and, 15th. And Providence is the luckiest team in America, according to Kempom. This is a team that's skinned by the skin of their teeth all year long. They had a weak non-conference. I'm not a blue. As much as I, I am an Ed Cooley, I love that man. I love him with all my heart. But this team is fraudulent. And I really like South Dakota State in that one. Um, I am so excited. I am so excited for Iowa-South Dakota State. Like a corn battle. The, the farmer in me is just so excited about this game. And I, I am – is going to be a fantastic game. But the other one I want to bring up here, we talked about LSU-Iowa State. I could, frankly, also care less about USC-Miami as well. Yeah. I, like, it's another game. I just don't care. I want to take Miami just for the fact that I think USC is just so mid and unimpressive. And has been all season, but I, I, 
I mean, I, I honestly, Miami. I took Miami off the sole principle that they've been they've won. They've been on a nice streak in this this year. I've not watched any Miami basketball, I'll be honest, but saw that they've been playing a lot better in twenty. They have more, you know, they've been pretty solid. They they didn't start the year that well, but in the, the part they've been better. I was just like, you know, I'm pretty unimpressed by both of these teams, but let's ride. Only Miami basketball I've seen this year was like two weeks ago. They were playing Syracuse. Syracuse had a nine-point lead with 57 seconds left, and Miami won. After Syracuse turned the ball over like five times in the last minute. It was like MSU Maryland, but like it actually just went the wrong way for for Syracuse. And then I just – because it was senior day for Syracuse, Buddy Bayheim and Jim Bayheim had the saddest moment after the game. And I, I was sitting right where I was sitting right now, and I cackled. I, I laughed so hard, but – I I had to choose Miami because of that. I just haven't either watched enough Miami or USC to confidently say either way which team I like in this game. But I ended up going with Miami as well, just as a tribute to uh, Deer King, honestly. That's because I just I don't know a single player in Miami. I don't know much about the team, but Deer King, the legend, and Manny Diaz. Why not? Yeah, I'm 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 shouting out Miami. I'm gonna take Miami here. Shout out Danny Boy Kane. Let's get it. I I hate ending on this region, but this, <laughs> this this was when I saw this one. I saw like the again the Arizona, Villanova, Tennessee bracket, and I'm like, and then I saw this, and I'm like, I could not be like more unimpressed. <laughs> just there's not a lot that excites me in this one. I I I like Iowa a lot, but I just. Yeah, man. I don't know. I also feel like, like, I mean, like Sam put it kind of perfectly too. Like, if you take it Iowa, like, you're basically just forced to flip flop between like Kansas and Auburn, mostly, and unless you really like Wisconsin, which some people do, and that's fair. There's a part of me that's also just that could very well see Kansas. This is a very good Kansas team, just kind of like ho hum, kind of just sneaking out, doing whatever, and then just finding their way back to the Final Four. Because I do love Abaji, and I think Abaji is a huge difference maker for that team. Cole, again, all I'm saying, I think this Colgate team, man, let me, let me tell you, this team can shoot the ball, all right? And I'm excited to watch them play. Because I do think Wisconsin, I, I've, I was very hard on Colgate, and then now I've kind of sunk back to reality over the last, you know, since the brackets released. And I do think Wisconsin gets that one. But – Team can shoot the ball, man. And they've been here. They've, they're experienced. They've been here before. So, I hate to just interrupt, interrupt this. I know we're talking college basketball, but Carl Anthony Towns has 56 points through three quarters. Just wanted to throw that out there. 50, 56. Yes, 56. I'm turning it on right now. I can't believe he, he had 14 in the first. He had 24 or 26, I think, at half. And I guess he's, my friend just texted me. He's got 56. So. I'm turning on right now. He had a 30-point quarter. Apparently. Sounds like we need to hop off to watch some Timberwolves basketball and see what Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns does. So want to thank you all for hopping on with me. Thank you all for listening. Thanks. Uh, catch our coverage at statenews.com with all of our men's basketball coverage for the remainder of Michigan State basketball season, and we will catch you all next time.